Hello and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I am Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and today I am joined by Alicia Kohacic, Program Manager for Azure Database for PostgreSQL at Microsoft and organizer of the Warsaw PostgreSQL user group. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alicia. Uh, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, thank you for having me, Michael. Wonderful. Well, I proposed a topic this week, but mainly because you're one of the biggest fans or at least advocates of this tool, I think in the world. Uh, so, but it's a, it's probably an underused tool in my opinion. Anyway, I, I definitely don't use it at times when, when I could or should. And I, I know most people that could be using it don't have never even heard of it, at least um, newer users. So what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, about my favorite tool, which is PG Badger, which is totally open source, which is really great. It's like, uh, allows you like to do really comprehensive troubleshooting. And I believe like it's, yeah, top notch of the class. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you want to give us a little bit of background on the tool or how people use it? Yes, absolutely. So maybe I will start with my own story because I've learned uh, that uh, the tool exists over, I believe, 10 years ago when I was working for Polish Bank. And the processing there was like each time something was happening, they started like to generate a PG Badger report. And that was like just always the first step that they've been doing. So that was the place where I learned that this tool exists. And over the years, actually, because, you know, I was moving from company to company and I started like to be Postgres consultant. And back then that started to be my main tool for doing the troubleshooting because, you know, as a consultant, you don't really know the system. Like you're going to the customer, you know, like something has happened and, you know, the customer is saying, okay, like for instance, CPU is very high or latency of the query, like uh, suddenly has grown, but you still, you don't really have any knowledge about uh, the system, right? And PG Badger is really one of the best tools like to really quickly get uh, knowledge about the workload that is happening within your database. And I really like the PG Badger also that it's showing you like really comprehensive picture because you might know other tools, like similar tools, like PGStat statements. And it's not that I want to say that this is a bad tool or, or anything. I don't use PGStat statement, but I know that many people do. But, you know, PGStat statement is actually just one tab in the PG Badger report. And next to that, you've got also like report about the temporary files. You've got really nicely aggregated errors. So everything that you've got in the logs that are errors, fatals, warnings, it's really nicely aggregated on the events tab. You would also have the logs and logs with uh, it's CK, right? Not logs, but logs. I know it's easy like to mix this too. Uh, so you also have these logs, you've got the number of connections, number of se uh, sessions. Uh, so you really have like comprehensive view. For instance, if you've got PGStat statements, you see, okay, this query was executed like 1,000 times and the total time it was this and like the average time was this, right? You would have like the same thing in PGBadger. 
but the difference is in, in PG Badger, you can quickly go to another tab for, for instance, a temporary file tab and see that, okay, this execution time was caused actually because this query was generating temporary files, or maybe it was waiting for a log. So that's why, you know, I do prefer PG Badger over PG stat statements and, and other tools because it's giving me this, you know, comprehensive view. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Shots fired right right up top. Um, I'm a big fan of PGStat statements as well, so I'm hoping <laughs> to be I'm hoping to be somewhat converted here. I think there's I definitely think there's pros of both. So with PG Badger, it's a log analysis, t- so it's a standalone tool as well, right? So open source, as you said, we can install it wherever and analyze our log files for anything that we can spit out to the logs. So as you mentioned, locks, yeah, so wait events. Errors as well. That's a big missing part of PGStat statements. So sometimes we have, it's quite common advice to have a timeout, right? If you, if you have queries that are taking more than, I don't know, some, on some systems might be 30 seconds, time them out instead of measuring, instead of letting them complete. In PGStat statements, we don't see those at all, but in PG Badger, we can see those because you of would, the errors, right? Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And the errors actually, uh, you know, it's helping with other problems like, Recently, I was troubleshooting logical replication errors. And if you are just, you know, have the plain text log and you've got just one error, it's really not easy, like to go, you know, up like thousands of lines up and see what was mm-hmm. the root cause error, right? Because sometimes you've got yeah. like one error and this is causing the whole, you know, whole other errors, right? Like in this case, and in PG Badger, you, you're seeing like that, you know, that's great because of the aggregation that PG Badger is doing. Nice. So because we're reliant on the logs here, I would like to ask a lot of people won't have, a lot of the default settings are to not log a lot of important settings. So a lot of people's logs, if they're new to Postgres or if they're using a managed provider and haven't set any settings, they won't have many of the things. So if they, if they ran PG Badger now, I'm guessing a lot of them wouldn't get some of the reports you're talking about because they wouldn't have the right settings on. Is that, is that fair? Yes, yes, absolutely. Like with default settings, you would probably have like a very poor PG Badger report because as you said, like PG Badger is just per script that is just taking the text files, the text logs as the input and then generating HTML report as the output, right? So whatever is in logs, it will be regenerated like it will be parsed and it will be you know aggregated in this really nice pg badger format but if something is not in the logs then obviously you will not see that right so for instance if you want to see the logs logs this time like you you need to have lock lock i might mix the name lock locks uh, on right there's one 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 setting in the postgres like that you need to have locks Ah. locked to be able to generate that yeah, log lock weights, I think it is. Log lock weights, yes. Be- yeah. I believe this is the one. And this is responsible for the uh, locks tab in the PG Badger. So if mm-hmm. you've got this off, you will not see anything. Also, like the log line prefix is super important. So, you know, the default prefix, it's pretty much poor. 
And I'm using the one that is actually uh, recommended by Pitch Badger. And it contains a lot of stuff like database name, username, application name, of course, like the timestamp. And it also has like a host, so the IP of the server that's connection coming from. And this allows you to have really like, you know, reach PG Badger because PG Badger is able also to split the queries and different tabs per database, per user. So it's able like to show you, for instance, how many select queries were like on particular database or was issued by particular user. So, you know, but you need log line prefix for that. Otherwise, if you've got really like short, like default, you will not see a lot of useful information. But, you know, I believe like in here, like the PG, PG Badger documentation is uh, pretty good. Like you've got the entire list of the settings that you need to set. Yeah. And most of that, like most of that is safe. Like I would say most <laughs> because you've got, of course, one setting, look, mean duration statement, which is super, might be super dangerous, right? Of course, maybe just to explain log mean duration statement, it's the setting that is regulating like uh, how many queries we want to log into the text logs. And by default, this is minus one. It means no. And zero means log everything. So everything means like even select one, like something that is under milliseconds, right? With zero, you will see like a huge, uh, huge impact on your database. So, uh, you know, you always need to kind of adjust this uh, to, to, to your system, to the workload you've got, how intensive, you know, your database is processing the queries. Uh, if you've got analytical database, right, like super huge data amounts that you've got, yeah, five queries per hour, probably not many of you, but <laughs> yeah, let's say log mean duration statement zero is okay then. But with uh, millions, thousands of queries per second, this is, yes, th th this is a killer. Like I saw even like 40% overhead of the overall performance, like with, you know, log mean duration statement zero. So this is dangerous. I usually start with something around between one minute to 10 minutes, depending on the system. Oh, wow. Of the, yeah. Uh, so, you know, depending on the declared intensity, like let's say of the, of the system, depends what customer is telling me. Okay. It's super intensive. It's not right. So let's, let's say we are starting from one minute and then we see the overhead. If it's huge, we are going up. If it's uh, if it's not huge, then we try and like to go a bit uh, down with the setting. When you say one minute, you mean only log the duration of statements that take longer than sixty seconds. Yes, wow, yes, wow, yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. Uh, I thought you were going to go much lower, but uh, that makes a lot of sense. Just no. in case there's a huge overhead. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is like to be on the you know safe side right because otherwise if you've got production uh, system yeah. then you go too low and then you know you've got an outage and yeah and i don't think this requires a restart right so you can reload the config and uh, it's not a huge overhead to changing that one but yeah that's that's a really good exactly point. without that we get almost nothing like we don't get any uh reporting on the slow statements but i guess the trade-off is if we if our system's biggest bottleneck on the CPU, let's say the customer mentioned they have high CPU, and that's mostly being caused by millions of executions of very fast queries, then we don't spot them. So it's that trade-off between slow queries being the issue versus lots of fast queries being the issue. 
it is but you know in this kind of um, this is a very good point because you are right like i i saw outages when we had like yes a lot of super small queries right that were executed mm -hmm. super super uh, often like thousand times uh, a second and you know we've got two ways actually to do that one way would be like to have uh, some kind of cron job that would change log mean duration statement to zero and after uh, some short period of time like switch back right oh, that nice. would be one and yep. yeah and and this uh, the second one uh, would be there is like uh, the new method that i haven't tried yet on production but there is this something so yep. you know in postgres like i haven't tried it yet um but it might be something uh, to consider so for now i was just doing a cron job but to be to be very honest with you uh it's a problem when you are analyzing then the report right because the yeah you see really weird like charts <laughs> so you always need to keep that in mind that that you've got this switch in the cron job yeah or for the fast queries rely on something like pg stat statements if you have that on or, if you have that on already for example but um back to pg badger i've got a f i looked at the docs and some of the other ones that people might want to switch on that have low overhead stop me if if i mention one that is dangerous but we have log checkpoints log connections log disconnections log lock weights you mentioned already log temp files do you do any so the recommendation in the pg badger docs is to set that to zero no, I just set it to zero, you know. Okay, great. So that's good that that's you don't see that as being anywhere near as dangerous. I have seen some recommendations to start with a higher setting of that and go downwards as well, which I guess people can do if they want to be extra cautious. But if you've tuned work mem at all already, then I, I guess you should be pretty safe to put that to zero. I've never seen any problem when I tweak with temp files or checkpoints, to be very honest. Like okay. maybe there are some narrow use cases, but for you know, over the years, I've never seen any problems with, with, with other settings. Like the same with auto vacuum, like people also were a bit afraid about the auto vacuum, but it's not, it's really, it's a couple lines like per minute and yeah, it, it will not hit your system that much. Nice. And yeah, you've got one I forgot there, which is log auto vacuum min duration, set that to zero as yeah. well so that we get the important vacuum stuff. Great. So that's, that lets people get, get this set up. And I, I've checked some hosting, so Seeing as you work uh, on a managed Postgres mm -hmm. provider, do you have some of these set by default or is this something that people need to go in and change? Yes. Uh, for instance, uh, yeah, because I work at Microsoft, it's, it's the easiest for me yep. to talk about how we, we've got the setup done, yep. right? I don't know that much other cloud providers, but we've got log connections, log disconnections to on and users cannot change it. It's read-only. And it's because we need it for the internal telemetry of ours. Yeah. So this is just on. Also, you know, PG Badger needs to have logs in English. So also this is by default on Azure. So a lot of them are already enabled, already on, like on Azure. So this is this is good news, but still you need to enable logs. You need to uh, enable auto vacuum. You need to enable... Uh, logging like for other stuff and log line prefix. Uh, I know that not on all cloud providers you are able to change log line prefix. As far as I know, at least. Yes, we, we do allow that. So this is, this is good news, but I've heard that not on all, like probably AWS doesn't allow that as I remember. At, at least it, it wasn't a couple of years ago, you know, 
I, I remember writing like a script like to parse the logs uh, to be able like to generate like PG Badger because mm-hmm. we were not able like to change log line prefix. And yes, they also have this. They had really weird uh, format, so we needed like to script that would parse that. But uh, good news is that a PG Badger introduced a support for uh, this log format, so you've got separate format which is RDS, so you don't need to have custom scripts anymore. So this is this is good news. Yeah, I was so impressed reading through the PG Badger docs at all the different formats they support. It's it's incredibly uh, flexible tool. Almost as if it's designed by people that are using it and short by people that use it all the time. But definitely tons of options and lots of auto-recognizing formats and file types and things like that. So for a lot of people, I would guess it would just work. And for people on cloud providers, you've written a great post for using it with Azure. But there's also, I found a couple of posts from people from the RDS team and from Google Cloud SQL teams that explain how to use it with their systems as well. If any other cloud providers are listening and have guides, please send them to me and I'll include them up in the show notes. But yeah, it feels like this is a tool people could be using even if they're unmanaged Postgres providers. Exactly. It makes me really happy to see like the, you know, blog posts from AWS and Google Cloud because exactly as you said, it means that the using PG Badger, like the users of the ATT managed services are using, right, the PG Badger. So it was, it was probably needed, right? Nice. Yep. And also it means this thing can live on, right? It's We don't have to completely replace it with cloud native tools. It, it still should work, right? Still Postgres, the only place that currently puts some of this information is in the logs. So at some point, we're going to have to look at the logs and having a tool to do so often helps. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we've mentioned the duration being a potential gotcha. Are there any others that we need to be cautious of when using this? About the Parameter settings, actually, this is like yeah. the, the, the most dangerous. So uh, not that much, I would say. Like the other thing you might have problem with, like it's the size of the log itself. So I had sometimes like a problem, you know, when I was like receiving from the customer just terabytes of logs and it was, okay, here are my logs, just okay, generate whatever you want from, from that, right? And yeah, that that also might be a problem. And although, you know, PG Badger has this my, minus J option, like most of Postgres tools, right? It's still like on my own laptop. It's It was like days. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so still like if you've got like really, you know, huge amount of logs, you probably still need powerful VM just to parse the logs. Otherwise, like, yeah, it, it, it will not work. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw it has both dash J lowercase and dash J uppercase. So it has like two different ways of handling. Um, I, I think the first one is for parallelizing, like having multiple CPUs handling a single large log file. I didn't hear terabytes. All the examples I saw were in gigabytes. So that's quite scary. But the I think dash capital J was even faster if you had, let's say, like if you were given 20 large log files and you wanted to give 20 cpus and handle them one at a time like one cpu per file so that's quite cool that it has multiple ways of handling like huge workloads but terabytes of logs is terrifying um did it was it (laughs) did they have to so i saw in that like it has so many options by the way i have a in fact a quick trivia question for you Uh, it has so many dash single letter commands that I had noticed there were only two letters in the English alphabet that it doesn't have a uh, dash that letter. <laughs> Can you guess which letters they are? 
Oh, it's not gonna be easy to be honest. Only K and Y. Um, it's not a fair. I, uh, only K and Y, and and there is even a they even have an option that's keep comments. So my my recommendation to the PG Badger team is to to make that the K, and then they only have to find one more, and they have the whole alphabet. Um, anyway, sorry, that's a that's not no, very no, useful no. for people. But no, no, this this is actually a great point because sometimes you know the customers has got like some non-common questions right for instance i had a customer that had a problem like performance problem and they wanted to share pg badger with me but they were not able to because of the data right like uh, because mm. they they were not able like to you know to show me the queries and i didn't even know but yes pitch badger has so many options that I, I quickly check and there's like this anonymized option wow. like um yep. yeah so you can you can find a lot of stuff like really a lot of options uh in pitch badger so this is actually a great point i was going to ask about two of them actually b and e so beginning and end if we have a huge log file but we only let's say it's from a month of logs or something and we only want we only care about let's say a day or two that we had problems if we set beginning and end would that drastically speed things up as well or are we still going to um, yeah depends right of the size of the file so it's more like <laughs> operating system question i would say because you, you know sometimes if you've got really huge file like it you need to read your operating system need to read it anyways right so it's, yeah, in okay. this case it might not help that much so you know it's it's long story but you know it's really huge uh, logs like huge files i've been trying like a lot of stuff and i've been trying like to split the files uh, you know using just the speed yeah. commands like i was trying like a lot of different ways but finally what works the best it's just huge vm <laughs> like really, yeah. like this is this is the easiest way and you just put that on huge vm and you've got it solved <laughs> nice cool okay i saw you hosted a one of the PG SQL Friday. We've done a couple of submission, a podcast submissions to that event, and yours was on PG Badger. But I saw Letitia Avro submitted a post, and one of the things they mentioned was flexibility. So they they really like to typical Postgres consultant, or not not typical, but uh, extra on the Postgres side. They parse the logs into a Postgres database in order to be able to query them, but like giving them a little bit more flexibility. So I, I guess we are somewhat limited by the reports that. PG Badger gives us, but in the real world, it's giving us so much useful information that I guess those cases are a bit more like few and far between, and we get most of the way there just with the PG Badger report. Is that fair? You know, I yeah, I saw the answer from Leticia, and you know, this is actually interesting, like parsing it this to to the database. Especially like I had a lot of ask about that from ex Oracle DBAs, right? They always asking, we're asking if there is a way like to do that, right? So it might be useful, but when I was like a consultant, because I'm not that much anymore, like I do prefer yeah. like to use something that I can just ping a link to, like the tool that is already uh, there and, and it works and just pinging the link, like generate me that and, you know, focusing on, on writing my own tools. Uh, so, but okay, I don't say it's wrong or something, but it, it just, uh, it's just easier for me. And also, what I like is the visual part because like the visual part, it's yeah. really something that allows you super quickly like to, to go to the root cause. It, it's not that easy with the text like or with 
you know, if you're doing the query and you've got the result, okay, but you need to focus a bit more. And, you know, with Peach Badger, you've got this chart and you just, you know, see everything straight away. So it, it's way easier, way faster for me. And you've got like all the answers straight away. So, you know, it's just a matter of preferences, I would say. My preference is to have graphical <laughs> presentation. Yeah, that's a huge pro for a lot of people, me me included. There's also you've also mentioned another one there, which is uh, which I don't think we've mentioned is how tried and tra- tested this is. This is a I think I looked it up and it was 2012 PG Badger V1 came out April or May time, and it's version 12.4 now with a ton of bug fixes and all sorts of feature improvements since then. So. To, to start writing your own tool, we've already mentioned some of the features we get, but there's honestly dozens of settings uh, that, that it has, more than the men- ones I mentioned. Not just not just every letter covered, but multiple letters have lowercase and uppercase. And there are qu- quite a few that don't have shortcuts. Like there's another few dozen mm. that are just, uh, you know, you have to set separately. So you're, yeah, it's incredibly flexible and tested. Like it's been tested for many, many years, which is worth it, worth a lot. Exactly, exactly. You know, like to, to be honest, to write your own tool that would be that comprehensive, it would have like so many dashboards, so many uh, information mm. in it, like it, it's years, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I do prefer to have this tool instead of, you know, writing, writing my own. But I totally get people like, you know, that prefer to write their own tools. Nice. And is there anything in, that they could be doing? Like, uh, I think, is it Gilles Dahol? I don't know quite how to pronounce their name, but the ma- the maintainer, uh, is there anything they could be doing or is there anything you'd like to see in PG Badger in the future? I would like to see the support for Azure. <laughs> that would be my main thing. And, you know, probably that uh, also like the thing about the logs, and I know this, this is not easy because it's not that uh, easy, like to get that from the logs. Uh, but you know, in the logs tab, you would see only the queries that were locked, not like the queries that caused the lock. And yeah. of course, like there is like simple reason because of that, because it's how Postgres is doing this, right? But uh, sometimes if you've got log min duration statements to zero, right? And you've got PID in um, in the prefix. You can just correlate, right? Because Postgres would normally tell you, like, okay, uh, this PID is blocking your query, right? So then you can, you know, search for this PID, and maybe you've got like the query and try to correlate that because it's, you know, it's not that useful. Like if you just see like yeah. the queries that are locked, and not what is actually locking the, the, the queries right so you need to have additional cron job with uh, the lock query like to yeah to compare with so yeah that that that's for sure like would be an ask but i'm not sure if this is actually um, the ask to giles i also am not sure how to announce his name <laughs> so i'm saying giles i'm not sure if this is like an ask to giles or more to postgres committers to be honest like just to have that in the logs yeah, to log more information. So yeah, that yeah makes sense mm. that it might be there. Cool. And yeah, it's released under the PostgreSQL license, which is one of the more uh, most uh, permissive licenses I've ever seen, uh, which is awesome. So thank you for doing that. Uh, thanks for all your hard work on it. Is there anything else you'd like people to know? Nothing coming to my mind, <laughs> to be honest. 
Oh, actually, I had because you started with um, throwing shade at PageStat statements. I did wonder if there were any. So, like, for, for example, with PageStat statements, we can see things like buffers. Like, we can see the amount of work done by each query. So, reads, writes, so temp shared that kind of thing i i don't think is there a way to see that kind of information i don't i guess we could look at the auto explain logs but i don't think pg badger is doing anything at the moment to aggregate those per query group no i've never seen that just thinking if we would have like more uh if we would change error verbosity if that would be logged and then presented but hmm. i haven't seen that so i don't i don't want to guess but you know like for me actually the pg badger it's like i'm i'm going to the top queries and when i see top query like yeah maybe let's yeah. go first uh, through the process that, that that will be easier so you know when i see the top queries sometimes it just you know you just see what's wrong like it's really pretty often like much more often that you know you would guess like just you see okay this is not in uh, right or this is this is something uh something similar so you just see that right so you don't need to even run explain analyze but if you don't then i just you know take the query and run explain analyze on on that and yeah that's the next step i would do so but yes you are right and then you can ask for buffers Exactly. And then like buffers, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would I would use that uh, option. So just um, to clarify on that, I think this is great. So top queries is a really good point. And it orders those by total execution time. So across all calls, right? So you see, uh, it could be a slow query that's run a few times that's taking up the most resources, or it could be a fairly fast query that's being run thousands of times per second, as you mentioned, and they're ordered by I believe the main report is by total execution time. Is that right? You've got like a couple sections uh, on this page. Mm -hmm. So you've got the most important one that I'm using. It's exactly the one that you mentioned. So the total execution time that this is always like the first thing I'm looking at, like, you know, what, what took the most time of this, you know, from the system, which queries and it doesn't matter for me, just one query or it was like multiple execution of, of, of another queries, right? So this is like probably the third uh, section from the top, but you also have another aggregations okay. like, uh, you know, like the uh, slowest individual queries, other stuff. But I, I usually don't look at that, <laughs> to be very honest. Uh, I just, you know, I just taking the, 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 this is absolutely my favorite. If I need to, then yeah, I go, but it, it's absolutely my main point, like to go there <laughs> and see. Nice. That's what I like to recommend people do on page that statements as well. But I guess with this one, with PG Badger, we get more of an opinionated, shows people what to look at rather than PG Stat statements. People can query and order by whatever they want. So I see a lot more people making that mistake or just looking at their slowest queries rather than the totals. Amazing. Alicia, thank you so much for your time today. Is there any anything you want to plug or anything you want to share with people? Actually, if I may plug my songs, like because I just realized not many people like do know my songs. I produced two songs. Uh, the first was about the vacuum and the second one, actually, you were author of the lyrics, right? Uh, so, you know, there are like two Postgres songs uh, out there. And yes, uh, we are co-producers of the second one. So, yeah, that would be absolutely my, my plug. 
that's kind of you. The lyrics are extremely basic for that second one. So I apologize to people in advance, but you did an awesome job with the vocals and the, there was not me, the vocals and the video as well was a nice one of all the Postgres events. So yeah, you did an awesome job. I will happily link those up in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Alicia. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Thank you, Michael. Bye.